Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Look at us, you, me, other people in different points in time and space listening to this podcast, watching this podcast. Welcome back. Here we are, episode number 14, episodio numero 14 of Si Way, Yes Way uh, in English. Different spellings in Spanish and in English, but we spell it the English way because I thought it would be easier for people to look up the podcast that way. Either way, way, welcome back. Here we are. I hope, hope you had a good week. I hope mostly good things happen. Did bad things happen? Probably. Bad things always happen in life. That's life. It's not always good, but I hope the good outweighed the bad, and the bad wasn't really that bad. I hope you met maybe someone new, met a stranger, had a nice uh, positive interaction with a stranger that you weren't expecting uh, would put a smile on your face. Hope the awkward interactions were kept to a minimum, um, and you let that uh, you were able to deal with uh, with that anxiety. Or, you know, or whatever it is. I don't know. For me, it's my anxiety. I try to smother it down. Uh, smother it down is not the right way to do it. Rewire my thought patterns. There we go. That's the that's the therapist way to say things. Um, as always, if you're coming back and listening to this podcast, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I am glad that I didn't scare you away in previous episodes. If... This is the first time that you're listening to this podcast. Welcome, bienvenidos, bonjour, and I'm excited that you are here. As always, if you haven't, as always, I say as always a lot, but it is, as always, sending my best, as always, wishing you nothing but love, as always, um, positive thing. No one's ever like, as always, fuck you. As always, you are a worthless human being. As always, I hope you die. <clears throat> no. Uh, if you haven't already and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and leave a nice comment, whatever, all those things. And I don't know. Let's jump into it. I had quite a week. Um... Was it really quite a week? I don't know. I had a quite couple of days. I had my show in Sacramento last Thursday, which was a great time. Loved it. I love stand-up so much. I love doing stand-up comedy so much. I mean, it is terrifying. Nine years later, still terrifying. Uh, I am riddled with insecurities. I do not believe that I am funny, and yet somehow most of the time I magically am able to find a way to be funny on stage and make strangers laugh, which is like a magic trick. They should It should be a class at Hogwarts. And it was a good time. The road to, the, to getting there, much more challenging. You know, I just got a new car, you know, because I'm balling. It's a Kia. And I was driving up uh, to Sacramento and I didn't want to take my new car to Sacramento. I didn't want to put like 700 miles on the car. So I rented a car for like 40 bucks, got a good deal, got the insurance on the car because I don't want to worry about anything. And on the way up to Sacramento, on the five freeway, I'm about an hour and a half away from Sacramento. I get a flat tire, just a flat on the highway. It happens, but it happened like an hour and a half out. Now I'm worried about getting to the show on time. Then AAA comes, they replace the tire. And you might be thinking, Daniel, why didn't you replace the tire yourself? Do you not know how to change a tire? Not really. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. That's why I have AAA. They replaced the tire, but it was a donut. So I could only go like 
55 miles an hour on this tire. So I'm driving the last hour and a half, which became like two hours and 10 minutes or however long. It's like a little over two hours, just going 55 miles an hour the entire time. And I felt first like embarrassed because I'm on this far right lane, the big rigs, a lot of big rigs on the five moving stuff up and they're just honking and they're flashing. And you know, the, the person, the part of me that just wants to people please is like, Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to understand. I have a donut. Like I want to stop everyone and explain to them what the situation is. So they know that I'm not just being inconsiderate or whatever. But then I started to get upset. Then I'm like, here are these big, it's multiple lanes. Just drive around me. Right. And they're honking and they're flashing their brights. And they always flash their brights right as they're exiting the highway. They don't flash their brights and stay there. They they flash on their way out. It's like a fuck you and bounce. Nah. You want to say fuck you? Stick around, baby. Stick around. Now that's how I'm feeling inside. I'm getting heated in the car. I wanna, I want, I'm like, watch this. But the second they pass by, oh, I'm sorry, cause I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch, and I'm pre. Listen, I had a show one time years ago where I was, I was like, I'm a bitch, and I think I said that. And the there's some guy in the show that came up afterwards, and he was like, Hey, man, don't say that you're a bitch. Don't call yourself a bitch. Don't put yourself down like that. You know? He was like this. He was like this real like alpha male type dude. Not even like a bulky like big jacked alpha male guy. Just like my body type, but like. I'm a man, and he's like, don't, don't put yourself down like that, you're not weak, and I'm like, yes, I am, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think it's a weakness, I think it is, a, it is a strength to know what I am capable of, I could take jujitsu classes, I could take boxing classes, but I, I'm not, over what, look, if it came down to it, if I really had to, it's life and death, it's something that matters, it's different, okay, but just for whatever, no. Why am I trying to throw hands? Why am I trying to put myself in a situation where I am most certainly going to be on the receiving end, the bad end of a video that'll end up on Worldstar? I don't want to be the reason that someone is yelling Worldstar because I'm just kissing gravel, kissing cement, just mwah, mwah, with just some pavement. No. I don't need to put myself in that situation. So I'm not going to, not gonna do it, not gonna put myself in that situation. Anyway, eventually got to the show, barely on time. So I drove from like 12 to eight and then did the show from eight to 10-ish, was around when the show ended, left around 10.30, then had to get the car exchange at the airport because I had the, the donut, I can't drive back to LA with that. Got another car, then started to drive back to LA immediately. I drove to like 2.30 in the morning, stopped off at a motel in Merced, just right up on the edge of the highway, slept there for like five hours, and shout out to this hotel. It's not like a particularly nice hotel, but they had little things that made you feel good, you know, like hot cocoa packets, or it's right by the highway, so it's very loud, so they had a bowl of earplugs. That's listening to your customer. I appreciate that type of business. I really do, okay? Because you're trying to you're trying to create memories and moments. I there's a book that I read. Uh, I was reading one time, and it's about. I read a book one time. I read a book. I read sometimes, and 
I was reading this uh, this book and it's talking about memories and how we craft memories and the psychology behind memories. And when it comes to businesses, it's it's having that one little thing that other places don't have. That even if your the rest of your business isn't on a high end, it elevates the 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 feeling of your business, right? So like, there's a hotel in Los Angeles. Um, I forget which one it is, uh, but essentially they have a phone either by the pool or in your room or both where when you pick it up, it's like the donut phone or the ice cream phone or like the pizza phone where you pick it up and they'll bring you that. And people left great reviews for the hotel mostly because of the pizza phone. And in all fairness, makes sense. You're going to bring me pizza. I'm going to be happy. I don't care if there is mold in the walls and I am going to get a disease that I will need to sue someone using a lawyer that I hire because of an infomercial because I got pizza but we got got the earplugs and the the hot cocoa and that was just it was nice but then wake up at 7 30 drive another five hours get back to LA and I'm exhausted and then my cousin had a baby and then I had to not really say that I was exhausted because she just had a baby. So I'm not gonna be like, uh, I'm tired. I had to drive a lot and then only sleep five hours. It's like, shut up, bro. So that was that was the trip to Sacramento. It was just, I was like, I'm trying to avoid things going bad. And yet no matter how, that's where you just go, fuck it. That's the world. No matter how much you try to control it, no matter how much you try to control it, the world finds a way to come back and get you. The world finds a way to say, no, you can't control me, okay? It's like an overprotective father and the world is the daughter that you're trying to shield from the world. Nah, dude, you need to let your daughter, you need to let the world be its own person. You can't control it. You cannot control life. Life will happen to you. So you need to surrender to life. And just let it go. Frozen that shit. Be Elsa. Let it go. <sighs> and then it's like, whatever, dude. Oh, you got a flat tire? All right. Well, hopefully I'm not late. I surprisingly didn't freak out. I was very proud of myself because old version of me, that's when you know therapy is working. When you get in a situation like that and you're able to talk your way out of it and talk your way out of just freaking out and having a panic attack. I was so proud of myself. I was sitting by myself on the side of the five, just like, good job, Daniel. Just, that was me patting myself on the shoulder. If you just, I mean, good job. We got to pat ourselves on the shoulder. Go pat yourself on the shoulder sometimes, all right? Give yourself a nice little kiss, all right? Mwah, yes, ooh, yeah, baby. My hand just got a little action from my lips, all right? A little love. Hug yourself, all right? You may feel weird hugging yourself physically, truly, but maybe just in a, uh, I don't know, metaphorical sort of way, hug yourself? I don't know. Love yourself. Love yourself, baby. That's it. Be nice to yourself. My girlfriend always tells Zoe always tells me that. Be kinder to yourself. So I'm trying to be kinder to myself. I'm trying not to hold myself to higher standards than I would hold other people. And I think that's a good rule of thumb. Sometimes we are so, you know, I was sitting there. There was a moment where I went, oh, Daniel, you're so dumb. You got a flat tire. Uh, like, it's my fault. It's not your fault. If somebody was like get, like beating themselves up over getting a flat tire, I'd be like, it's not your fault. You got a flat tire. It's the thing that happens. So try to treat yourself the same way that you would treat other people. 
It's always like, hey, treat other people the way that you want to be treated. But, which for sure, but also treat yourself the way that you treat other people. It goes both ways. It's a, it's a, it's a give and a take, and it's a, it's a yin and a yang, and it's a, a dan and a pan, and it's an it's a eight and an eight. Those last two didn't make sense, but you, you know what I meant. So that was Sacramento. Good times. Also, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I've been having weird dreams. I've been having this weird recurring dream where I feel, I feel like something is, is in my stomach. Like something is alive in my stomach and like it's a pain and I wake up in the middle of the night feeling the pain. You know when you, I don't know if it's lucid dreaming or just like you feel this pain and then you wake up and it's gone but you're like, I'm sure it was real. I'm sure it was real but maybe that was just, it's just the synapses firing, the nerve endings, the, the brain making these physical connections. I don't know, science. But... I could feel it. I woke up. Last night, I woke up. I remember waking up, and I remember the sound that I made. I went, ah! like I sounded like a rabbi singing something. You know, I sounded just just like, ah! like, a, like a ghost rabbi. Is what, just, just a ghost, just a ghost leading Shabbos. Just a ghost doing Kiddush. Just, Baruch Adonai. Just, <laughs> Oh my god. So then I looked up the dreams. I like looking up dreams. Not necessarily because I believe everything that they put in dream interpretations, but just to maybe ha- maybe there's an answer out there. Maybe there's one that makes sense. Uh but then there's always it's good and it's good and bad. You get multiple different interpretations depending on where you go. Like yeah, okay. I looked this up because it's something moving in my stomach is what I looked up. Dreams of something moving in my stomach, which by the way, not a dream, it's a nightmare. I feel like too many people call nightmares dreams and it's like call them nightmares because it sounds weird if you don't call them nightmares. Like, oh man, I had a dream that I murdered a baby. That's a dream? No, that's a nightmare. Unless you're a serial killer, then it's a dream, and we need to have a conversation slash have you murdered a baby before? Like, oh, dude, (laughs) I had a dream that someone chopped my fingers off and then put them in my mouth and in my nose and in my ears and in my booty hole. Oh, okay, all right. That was a dream that you had. Yeah, it's a dream. Why are you smiling? <laughs> anyway, I looked it up. Yahoo Answers is apparently still a thing. And people are still... I don't even know if people are still leaving... Are people still leaving answers at Yahoo Answers? Is that still a thing? There's Ask Jeeves, Yahoo Answers. I think Ask Jeeves is still a thing. Is Ask Jeeves still a thing? Let's see if Ask Jeeves is still a thing. This British butler bitch. This British butler... Dude, Jeeves, bro. Ask Jeeves. No, now it's just ask.com. Damn, they fired Jeeves. Or did Jeeves quit? What do you think it was? Do you think they fired Jeeves? Or did Jeeves just say, I'm out. I quit. Or were they like, hey, Jeeves, you're fired. And Jeeves is like, after everything that I gave to this company, you're going to fire me. I am the fucking butler. All right? I'm Fucking Jeeves. I am the one that provides the answers to the world, all right? When there is a little boy, when there's a little child in Iowa, and he wants to know if if if, if it's okay 
If he listens to Alanis Morissette at two in the morning, I tell him it's okay. I let that little boy in Iowa know. And you, you're gonna you're gonna fire me with what? Nothing. It's just gonna be ask, ask dot com. Ask who? Who are we posing these questions to? Because if we're posing them to no one, then we don't have any legitimacy. Anyone could be answering them. I am G's. I am the British butler. I am the one that, yes, I may serve the royalty. I may serve the queen. But not anyone can serve the queen. No, no, no. Only the one with the answers. Only the one with an encyclopedic... Encyclopedic... Encyclopedia, oh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the right word to say that I have the knowledge that that uh, that makes up the entire encyclopedia? What would that word be? Oh, let me go find out. Who should I ask? Oh, well, I can ask myself because I don't exist. And yes, I realize that this accent is not quite good, okay? But that's because my name isn't actually Jeeves and I am not actually a butler, my real name's Tom. All right. I'm a smart man. I'm a smart man who grew up in a small town and I didn't have a lot of friends. And school wasn't really a priority where 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 I was coming from, but I wanted to learn and I want I wanted to move up in this world. And I thought that I wasn't enough. But I read I read lots and lots of books, and I was able to become more and more articulate and more known uh, in the things that encompass this world. I read all of all of the encyclopedias, and I thought maybe if I'm British, I saw the 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 talented Mr. Ripley. I thought maybe I'll just try to be someone else. That's that's the key. I'm gonna be someone else, and then the world will accept me. So I did. And I pretend to be a British butler. I pretended to be Jeeves. And I made it. And now you're just going to throw me to the side of the road. Well, good luck. Good luck. Damn. Poor Jeeves. <sighs> anyway, uh, Yahoo Answers. Uh... <laughs> Still a thing, but all the answers tend to be from like seven years ago or four years ago. But dreams are something moving in my stomach. Um, the favorite answer, the stomach talks about our profound desires and goals. It can also talk about our childhood. In your case, it could be both. Are you satisfied of your present life? I'm satisfied of my present life. Profound desires and goals, are those the goals trying to come out of me? Maybe. Maybe they're trying to make their way out. I keep having this exact same... When the baby, which is never... Oh, it's a baby? I don't have a baby. This doesn't feel like a baby. This feels like an alien is inside of me. Like like something that's trying to pop out of my stomach. Like something that's trying to escape. Which I guess is... A baby is like an alien inside of you. And it's trying to make its way out. But I'm not... It's not a baby. Uh, dreamed of seeing... It, that is to be... Avoided and far from... Okay. 
Ooh, sounds to me like you have a lot coming up in the near future. This non-baby entity, there we go, it's a non-baby entity, represents a positive change and something you have been working for for a long time, something you have been nurturing that is finally coming. Ooh, all right, well, I can, I can definitely... I can definitely jive with that. I can do that. So I'm feeling good at this point. I'm feeling like this is probably a positive thing. Uh, and then, then there's this. Let's see. Get yourself checked for worms. Okay. Well, now I'm going to be worried that I have worms uh, inside of me. I don't think I have worms. I don't think that's what it is. Worms wouldn't move like a big stone turning over. That's true. They wouldn't. So not worms. Um, depends on the worm. Sounds like you need a dump. Okay, well, I think that tells you everything about what this forum is. Probably not one where I'm gonna get the answers. Point is, it's probably nothing, but it's a weird dream, and sometimes interpreting your dreams is fun, because you could just find something that makes you feel a little less freaked out about what those dreams are about, you know? Anyway, um, I... I uh, wanted to today uh, dive into... I know the last week... We talked about Argentina, and then the week before that, we talked about Mexico, you know, which is where my dad is from. My mom is from Argentina. But in general, I was thinking, I was like, I want to continue to learn about, obviously, different uh, Latin American countries and, you know, learn about the, the, continue to learn about and expand my knowledge about the different nuances that encompass this, um, this umbrella, you know, this this identity that I have of being Latino, but, you know, I am one small part of the umbrella that makes up the entire culture, uh, which is people who, you know, have, of different races, religions, backgrounds, experiences, different countries have, you know, their own nuances. We are not all the same. We are not a monolith. And really continue to explore that and learn more about different countries' histories and how they came to be um, and sort of, you know, from when they... Found, you know, got their independence uh, from Spain, specifically if we're talking about Latin American countries minus Brazil and what, you know, what all that sort of looked like and sort of kind of get a bird's eye view uh, because I think that that's really the key. It's really about, it's really sort of for me like a step towards uh, understanding people and understanding the world and validating people's humanity and validating their humanity through, you know, where they come from, the stories of the places that they come from and, um, and, and understanding them and taking the time to learn about them uh, and also doing that work on your own and not burdening other people with having to teach it, you know, to you. Um, so I'm just trying to expand my horizons a bit. Um, so we're going to do something a little bit different this week. It's a little bit more... I don't know. We'll see. You'll see what it is. I'll just do it, and then you'll see. So today, uh, kind of moving uh, moving from Mexico and moving south, I wanted to talk about Guatemala. So Guatemala, Guatemala, Guatemala is going to be the, uh, the country that we sort of talk about uh, today and for the... For the, for the rest of this episode, which, by the way, just phonetically is is a top-named top, top named country. Guatemala, Guatemala. Like, it's just, it's fun. Like, mala? No, it's not mala. It's bueno. Guata bueno. They should call it guata bueno because it's bueno. Está bueno. Um, phonetically, it's fun. Like, some countries are less phonetically, like, fun. and Or they just have different tones, like Colombia. La Colombia is, like, brooding. Like, Colombia, you know? It's just Colombia, but then you know Guatemala, Guatemala. I love it. It's 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 just it sounds. You come up, you know Guatemala, and then Colombia. Um, but let's go ahead 
First things first, obviously, as we all know, every country has their own slang. We've been doing dirty talk. I wanted to take a, a sort of pivot away from dirty talk this week and just talk about some of the slang words uh, in uh, Guatemala and uh, sort of what they mean, what they are, put them in context, and then you got a couple new slang words that you've learned. So when you go to uh, Guatemala, then you can, uh, you can use them. So first thing is aguas. So we all know, I mean, when I heard aguas at first, you think water, aguas, right? Uh, but aguas is actually like, look out. Like, hey, look out, aguas. So, um, you know, aguas, el piso está mojado. Careful, the floor is wet. Or aguas, or aguas cruzando la calle, recuerda. Careful crossing the street, remember. So it's sort of like a careful or a lookout. Um, and apparently this is pretty common in all of Central America uh, as well. So, But I've never heard I was before. They said here that it, especially in Mexico, I've never heard I was before, but um, oh well. Uh, now moving on to number two, cerote. Uh, cerote, in most Spanish-speaking countries, this word means dung, but in Guatemala, it is used as a term of endearment for a friend. So it's sort of like the Guatemalan uh, way, Guatemalan, the Guatemalan way. Um, so no mames way, but oye cerote, oye way, que onda way, que onda cerote, cerote. I like it. Cerote sounds good. Cerote, que paso cerote. I don't know why. Que paso cerote, que onda way. Um, so yeah, that's the other one. Uh, moving on, chucho, chucho. It's the Guatemalan slang for dog, but don't get distracted because chucho could also mean a it also means a car tire in 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 Guatemala. So you have a uh, chucho uh, there. So it says be safe to always assume it means dog unless you're talking about cars. So in context, nos encontramos un chucho muy lindo en la calle. We found a really cute dog on the street. I'm I'm gonna assume it's dog. I'm trying to think of a situation where I mean. We found a really nice car tire on the street. Cool story, bro. <laughs> like, oh, dude, we stole this chucho off the Sentra. You stole a dog off a Sentra? What's worse? The dog or the tire? Definitely the dog. All right, moving on. Chilero. Chilero. Cool. Makes sense. Chill. Chilero. You know? Does, is, is, there a, is there a connection between the English and the Spanish of it all? Probably not. I just made that connection. So, ese bolso, ese, ese bolso, wouldn't be, esa bolsa está bien chilero, right? Ese bolso está bien chilero, esa bolsa está bien chilero. This is ese bolso, but it should be esa bolsa, no? Tell me if I'm wrong. That bag is really cool. Or, oye, tú eres bien chilero. You're very, 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 very cool. John Mayer, bien chilero. I don't know. Last one, Chivas. Not the not the football team. Not Chivas, but it's a term for things or stuff that you can be considered the owner of. So, for example, dejaste todas tus Chivas en el escritorio. You left all your stuff at the desk. So, your things, tus Chivas. In this case, the owner of Chivas. Chivas would be his Chivas. So there are the new words. Aguas, look out, be careful. Cerote, the Guatemalan way, you know. Que paso cerote, chucho, which is Guatemalan slang for dog or tire, car tire, but mostly dog. Chilero, which means cool, and chivas, which is a term for things or stuff that you can be considered the owner of. So chivas, chilero, 
Chucho, Cerote, and Aguas, four of the five of which start with a C. Just realized that right now. And I love the Spanish language. Chucho. What a great Chucho. Just that double ch Ah, uh, yeah, baby. It sounds like a double, just a double jab of Chucho. Uh, great nickname. Oye, Chucho, ¿qué tal? Oh, is he a dog? Maybe. Ah, uh, all right. Moving on. So now it's time for La Cultura. La Cultura. So the last couple of weeks, this segment has just been some facts about the country. And we're going to do that. But before we do that, what I thought would be interesting to do is to sort of give a bird's eye historical view of the country so we can provide some context and some understanding of what that country's story looks like. And I think that's important. Um, and I wanna also just make clear, this is a very abbreviated bullet point sort of bird's eye, very bird's eye surface view of uh, what that country's history looked like. There is a lot underneath, but hopefully this provides a little bit of context that maybe you didn't have before that you can use to continue to dig in and learn more. And together we can learn more about different places in the world and why not? Because the world uh, begs to be learned of, and I think it's important to bring awareness to what has happened throughout the world because history informs uh, the present. And through history, we need to remember those mistakes so we don't make them, ha we don't ha make through history. We learn the mistakes of the past so that we don't make them again. But, you know, we're going to make them again because humans are stupid. We just keep making the same mistakes. That's what history teaches you. You just keep making the same mistakes again and again and again. But I find history fascinating, and I wanted to make that a part of this, and I think we can all gain something from it. So real quick, a look at Guatemala and its history. So long before the Spanish conquistadors arrived in Guatemala, the land was ruled by various Mayan kingdoms, and you can still see evidence of these pre-Columbian civilizations at more than 5,000 archaeological sites in the country. Now, Guatemala gained their independence from Spain in 1821. Some other countries that became independent on that same year include El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Costa Rica. And yes, I realize there are certain words that I say with an accent and certain words that I do not, but that's just the way it is. Even with Guatemala, I might say Guatemala, I might say Guatemala. I don't know. Just depends what comes out of my mouth and what my brain tells it to do when I come across that word or phrase. Spanish is their official language. However, since the Maya account for some 40% of the population, there are 21 Mayan languages slash dialects that are spoken in the country. Now, from the late 19th century, when it gained its independence to 1944, Guatemala was ruled by a series of authoritarian rulers. But in 1944, the Guatemalan Revolution began after a popular uprising toppled the military dictatorship, and Juan José Arevalo was elected president in Guatemala's first democratic election. He introduced minimum wage and near-universal suffrage and turned Guatemala into a democracy. He was then succeeded in 1951. But the Guatemalan Revolution, should be noted, which started in 1944, was disliked by the United States federal government. Because of the Cold War, they were predisposed to view the, the government as communist, so they attempted to topple it in 1952. That operation was aborted. However, in 1954, there was the Guatemalan coup, coup, coup d'etat. Coup Is that correct? Coup d'etat? 
Sounds like something you order at a restaurant. Can I have a can I have a coup de tat, please? And uh, a side of bread with that. So, but no, in 1954 was the Guatemalan uh, coup de tat, and that was a covert operation carried out by the CIA that deposed the democratically elected Guatemalan president, uh, Jacobo Arbenz, and ended the Guatemalan revolution from 1944 that took place from 1944 to 1954. Six years later, 1960, was the beginning of the Guatemalan Civil War, which lasted for 36 years, from 1960 to 1996. In the midst of this, uh, there is what was known as the what is known as the Silent Holocaust from 1981 to 1983. Let me just double check that. That is correct. And this refers to the massacre of Maya civilians during the Guatemalan military government's counterinsurgency operations. And it is estimated that 200,000 Guatemalans were killed during the Guatemalan Civil War, including at least 40,000 persons who disappeared, quote-unquote disappeared. Um, And of the 42,275 individual cases of killing and disappearances documented by the Commission for Historical Clarification, 83% of the victims were Maya and 17% Ladino. And, you know... I have to. I want to dig into this a little bit more because there's this commission which lists this number at forty-two thousand, uh, but two hundred thousand uh, were killed. So you know the the question is where where is that hundred and sixty thousand being accounted for? This is the interesting thing, right? You you start to learn about you start to learn about these stories in history, and questions arise, and you want to learn more, and those answers generally are there. Um, some would make the argument that. Where you find those answers determines the narrative that is being pushed, and that is a fair thing uh, to, to to say. And it is worth noting also that when we're talking about the Silent Holocaust from 1981 to 1983, um, these massacres, forced disappearances, torture, and summary executions of guerrillas and especially civilian collaborators were at the hands of U.S.-backed security forces uh, that had been widespread since 1965 and was a long-standing policy of the military regime, which U.S. officials were aware of. Um, and, you know, the the echoes of this civil war continue to continue to exist. I mean, uh, how how can it not? And there is still corruption uh, that, that 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 exists in this country, and there is still violence. But I think it is worth mentioning. I mean, it's definitely worth mentioning, but I think it's important to not forget that these things happen, to bring attention to these events, because we need to remember that they are possible. When you see these numbers, you think, how? And it happens all over the world and has happened all over the world throughout history. You know, as Jews, we hold value in making sure that people do not forget the Holocaust. And as the last remaining survivors of the Holocaust start to pass on, right, and, and they start to pass away, it's ever so important that we continue. I mean, this, we're, we're, this is all within less than a century, right? So we need to remember that this is recent and that this happened and that it can happen. And we need to bring awareness to it so that we don't fall into a place of complacency that allows it to happen again. So that's um, sort of an overview uh, of the country. But, you know, I think you, you you look at that and it is horrifying. And there is so, there is so much sadness and injustice in those stories. But, you know, and underneath all that, there is a country made of people uh, who are wonderful, who are beautiful, who are good, and a country that has 
that has so much to give and has so much uh, history and culture and um, and fascinating elements to it, and we can't forget that either. So let's dive in now to sort of to, to some of those things. And once again, this is not all of the things. This is just some of the things. Uh, obviously, when people think of Guatemala, they think of coffee, which makes sense. Uh, it serves as the country's biggest industry and export business. Uh, Guatemala also has three UNESCO World Heritage Sites. The ruins of Curigua and the city of Tikal are both UNESCO sites and make for fantastic visits for anyone interested in the history of the Mayan civilization. Uh, Antigua, Guatemala, the colonial city home to picturesque architecture and cobbled streets, has also been given the same distinction. So all three of those are UNESCO World Heritage Sites. It also has the deepest lake in Central America and more than 30 volcanoes, three of which are active, many on the southern border, and one of them being the tallest in Central America. So now let's move on to some of the facts, some of the interesting tidbits that I picked up on, talk about those, and... Continue on this journey of learning. Uh, on May 30th, 2010, an enormous hole 60 feet wide and 30 stories deep opened up in the middle of Guatemala City, swallowing a three-story building and a home. It also caused the death of a man. The reason for the formation of the sinkhole is thought to be the weak material the city is built on, volcano Pumice. Pumis, Pumis. This podcast is me just trying to figure out how to pronounce words that I've never encountered in my life and looked up to try to understand the correct pronunciation of, but in the moment right now, sometimes might still mess up. Uh, but could you, that sounds, dude, that sounds terrible. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like one of those nightmares that you have and you look up the meaning of and some websites like, oh, that's just talking about the hole in your heart and how you need to fill it and find companionship either with someone else or find that love within you. You got to fill that 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 60 foot wide and 30 story deep hole in your heart with love for yourself. <laughs> or it's just that that's going to happen because you're it's built on volcano pumice. Number two. Old American school buses live their second lives as chicken buses. So when big yellow American school buses near 10 years or clocking 150,000 miles, some are auctioned off and taken down uh, and driven off to Guatemala. The buses are revived by locals with strokes of paint in every color of the rainbow. Guatemalans then use it for local transport. Riding Guatemala's public transport transit um, uh, is you, is where you would, you, you would find these buses. And... Uh, they they look they're they're they look like beautiful works of art. Just another reminder that just because something is old and just because something is a little haggard doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve to continue living. That it it can't be revived with a little bit of TLC with a little bit of amor. Number three, Guatemalans fly kites to honor their dead. All Saints Day Kite Festival is Guatemalans' way of honoring their dead. Every year on November 1st, Guatemalans partake in the ritual, in this ritual that has been around for more than 3,000 years. People flock down to the cemeteries to clean and decorate the graves of their loved ones. Then, Guatemalans fly massive and intricately decorated kites high in the sky. It's quite the sight to behold. Sounds like it. Sounds like a very beautiful uh, tradition and something that I didn't know. Learning something new. That's what this portion is. If, if there's something I'll riff on, I'll riff on. But if there isn't, I'm just going to 
move on and say, hey, we learned something. We're not making fun of, you know, we'll riff, but I ain't shitting on culture. Number four, there are two baths that are built directly over a volcanic tent. You could have a totally natural bath from the rising steam from the bowels of the earth. Um, and this is located uh, in on top of one of the volcanoes in uh, Quetz, Quetzaltenango. Quetzaltenango. There we are again. Guatemala. And that I'm just going to say, nope. Nope. <laughs> have a natural bath in the rising steam from the bowels of the earth. Are you ready? Nope. Not ready. Not ready to get volcano steam going, just coming up underneath because I don't even, I don't even care if they're like, nah, but it's not an active volcano. It's not going to erupt. I don't care. I'm not doing it because I'm not going to be the die, the guy, the guy that dies because of it. Not going to happen. I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall. Something's going to happen. Two baths. I'm sure it's very cool. If, you, if people have done it, probably like, oh, it's amazing. You do this. Yeah, you survived it. That's great. I'm not getting involved. Are you ready? Let's ask Jeeves. Jeeves, are you ready? Nope. Not ready. Not ready. That's it. That's 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 the thing. I hope you learned something new. I hope you expanded your horizons a bit. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the podcast. As always, as always, right? If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a comment, all that good stuff. The format of this podcast is going to change a little bit week to week. It's always going to sort of be the same at the top, me just talking about stuff, but I'm really trying to make an effort to learn more and to expand my horizons and my understanding about the world and different cultures and different uh, countries and their stories and their traditions. And sometimes it may not be funny right off the bat, but I think the best comedy comes from an informed place. So if I'm going to talk about something, I want to learn about that thing and understand uh, whatever that thing is so that the joke comes from an informed place and comes from a true place. So this is just a sort of me sharing what that process sort of looks like. And in the process of doing that, we just become more informed individuals. And I think our humanity grows as a result of that. So with that said, this is the end of the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Till then, be good, be kind, and I'll see you next week. Bye.